media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians, and welcome back to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and then decides that they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me is a man who was known as Paul Rubin's movie-going buddy. It was... <laughs> uh yeah hell yeah hi how's it going yep i <laughs> love going to the the movies with him uh, especially uh those theaters in uh, what's that what's that rich area um in um in florida where you know he was kind of discovered <laughs> did you uh, did you know that I, did you know that that was in florida know, it was all a blur of <laughs> alcohol and cocaine i can't remember you know blurry hands <laughs> yeah well, when you move them fast enough, uh, it creates like motion. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was the joke. Yes, thank you for explaining yes, yes. it to the uh, yes. to the audience there. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we are covering uh, Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse. Uh, rest in peace, Paul Rubens, who is Pee Wee. In case you didn't know, spoiler alert: that's that's his real name. Uh, so we'll just dive right in. Uh, what was your first experience with Pee Wee the character? Um, I mean, I remember it being on TV as a kid and seeing it here and there, but I, I didn't like it as a kid. Did not like <laughs> you it. You know, I had a suspicion. I was like, you know, Yehel is a soulless sociopath. I bet he didn't like Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, as you know, just, as I've mentioned before, I was a cynical child. Um, did not wear off. Um, <laughs> well, at least you didn't like. Uh, start out as a romantic and then grow into a cynic like I did. <laughs> I mean, you know, you kept it like nice and, you know, a nice and straight character arc where mine is, you know, more like, yeah, more like yeah. this. No growth. Yeah. No growth for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, we have a creative KV here joining us. Thank you. So it wouldn't be the same if this podcast wasn't also obscure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess Pee Wee's Playhouse isn't really like that obscure. It's just kind of not really talked about too much these days, but. Yeah, I wasn't really into it as a kid, and I'll be honest, I didn't like uh, what's the movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, oh you're killing uh, me over here! But you're I haven't me. like seen this stuff like you know in a long, long time. So I'm hoping that I'll have a new appreciation for it as as an adult. Uh, what about you? I, I I bet you loved this stuff. Uh, well, yes, but uh, in in response to Creative KB, uh, yes, I mean obviously Pee Wee's Big Adventure and or Playhouse is not very obscure, you know, unless you're some, like, Jen Wire or something who has no idea, who didn't grow up with this stuff. Uh, basically, I'm sure they're, like, logging on. They're like, ah, some guy named uh, Paul Rubens died. I mean, <laughs> who cares? I'm going to go play Minecraft or whatever it is they do these days. Uh, Minecraft. Wow. Yeah, I mean, what? what? Yeah, you're pretty out of touch. Huh? I'm going mean, I mean, to go listen to some Taylor Swift and some K-pop. Oh. Uh, okay, uh, get, getting warmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, behind this, behind the scenes or backstage pass—is that what they're called? 
Uh, they're like the new kids on, on the block over there these days. Uh, oh, B, uh, BTB, the uh, K-pop band? Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, because... Right, good, good, good job, Steve. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm hip. I'm, you still got it. I'm still with got it. it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, so it's so great that our podcast is nice and obscure and just has a, a nice, small, dedicated fan base. We love it. We love it. We love it. Well, Steve, I, 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 we were initially going to cover Captain Planet and the Planeteers, mm-hmm. which I had suggested as a way to um, take advantage of the uh, – horrible horrible heat that mm-hmm. we're experiencing a normal climate change i'm like hey why don't we uh you know capitalize on that and then you a few days later were like hey why don't we capitalize on a man's death instead <laughs> well you know me and, man i'm all about those downloads but hey we will do captain planet next week i promise barring any more famous people dying whose death i can capitalize on yeah. Don't worry. See, I have a feeling we'll, that this heat's going to be with us for a long time to come. We'll, there'll be plenty of chances to cover Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say there'll be plenty of chances to capitalize on more famous people's death because of the heat. You know, it's going to going to kill him. Oh, well, yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> so I guess we'll... <laughs> Creative KV wrote, good, I wanted to cancel someone this week. Oh, that, see, he's uh, he's one of us. He's one of us. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Obscurian proper. Uh, so... Shall we uh, dive a little deeper into... Well, I guess I should answer your question. Yes, of course, uh, I uh, loved uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse and The, the Big Adventure as, uh, as a young lad. I can't remember which one I saw first. I imagine it's probably The Playhouse because it was on... It was basically played along with uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we... Yeah, it, it aired uh, Saturday mornings on CBS. Right, and then we um, we had a, a recording of The Big Adventure off the Disney Channel, which we watched again and again and again, and uh, it's a classic movie, um, and uh, it's basically uh, one of Tim Burton's first. If uh, Are you a Tim Burton guy, just uh, off, the, off the record? Uh, he's real hit or miss for me. Some stuff I, I like, some stuff I, I don't. Like Nightmare Before Christmas, I didn't like at all. <laughs> Um, but all the goth girls that you bring home probably love it, though, don't they? Uh, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> popular in the goth circles, for sure. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's dive a little bit further into Pee-wee's Playhouse. Welcome to your feature presentation. I, I-, I can just see it. They're like... So, yeah, hell, what do you think of Nightmare Before Christmas? And, you're, and then you're like, oh, I don't really care for it. And they're like, wow, that's the most goth thing I've ever heard. Not liking <laughs> Nightmare, on, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think you might be confusing punk and goth, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, you know, they kind of blend together in some circles, but uh, whatever. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that's the ticket. All right, uh, Sue, um, where are we here? Okay, Pee-wee's Playhouse uh, it, uh, premiered in 1986, ran all the way to 1991, 45 episodes, five seasons, and Yehel hates all of it. Maybe. We'll find out. And, of course, it was uh, created by uh, Paul Rubens, uh, who recently passed away, as we said. And uh, did you know, now stop me if you heard this, that like sort of the origin story of Pee-wee's Playhouse, like why he created it. I mean, aside to make money, obviously. Well, I know that initially there was like an adult version of it a few years before the kids version got made. 
Uh, I've never seen it. I just happened to like come across uh, that little tidbit, and apparently it's full of uh, like sexual innuendos and adult humor. Yeah, it, uh, it premiered, um, and it has a lot of the same uh, actors. It premiered alongside Silk Stockings Junior. Didn't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like more of a. I think it was. Kind of, I, it's stand up. Uh, it was sort of like more of a stage thing uh, before they, you know, he decided to make this. But basically. He went uh, on an SNL audition, and he didn't get it. And on the plane ride uh, back uh, home, or uh, he basically called up his parents, uh, got a loan from him, and basically financed uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse uh, himself, well, thanks to his parents. Uh, so it was revenge for not getting SNL. How about that? Oh, well, good, good for him. I mean... Um, you know, even though I've never been a fan of Pee Wee's Playhouse, I ha I do like Paul Rubin. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen him like, you know, he's done like lots of like guest spots and a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's been like a serious regular a few times on, on some other things. So I like, I like Paul Rubin. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I, I just never got into Pee Wee's Playhouse. I gotcha. I gotcha. And, uh, the episode that uh, we watched is, uh, season one, episode one, uh, the pilot, uh, and it is called Ice Cream Soup, and it premiered September 13th, uh, 1986, and here's a synopsis for this plot that is just all over the place. All right, here we go. Uh -huh. When Pee-wee's friends come by to swim in the playhouse pool, he makes a big bowl of ice cream soup for everyone. Uh, and uh, this was directed by Stephen R. Johnson, who I feel like he's come up before in some of our past episodes. He was uh, he's mostly did uh, music videos. He did uh, for the Talking Heads. He did the Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer video, which I think a lot of people do. You know that one, right? Sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then yeah, also videos for uh, Oingo Boingo. Um, and I feel like he was definitely the right person for this job. And uh, then we've got a couple of writers here. Aside from Paul Rubens himself, we've got uh, George McGrath. He uh, wrote episodes for uh, Kids Incorporated, which stars a, a very young uh, Mario Lopez. Uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. I remember that show. And um, yeah, we need to cover that one. And uh, yeah, I, I got like the theme song stuck in my head now. Kids Incorporated. There is K I D S. Yes. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a TikTok account that posts nothing but clips of Kids Incorporated. Uh, I am not going to follow a TikTok account <laughs> posting Kids Incorporated. But yeah, hell, you, I saw like you following be, it. I'd like to not be on any lists. <laughs> it's like you don't want to be incorporated with any kids, none at all, except for the the twenty year old. It just seems like a bad idea. I, I can only imagine like what following an account named kid with kids in the title is going to do to your TikTok FYP. Ooh, you know? uh, good point. Good point. Um, but yeah, he also did, this uh, might be interesting to try to track down. Apparently there was, I guess a pilot for a plucky duck show, you know, plucky duck from tiny tune adventures. And this mm -hmm. uh, George McGrath guy, I guess wrote the script for that. And he also wrote uh, big top peewee. Um, so, uh, enough of that guy. And then we've got, uh, John Paragon, which is like one of the coolest names ever. He was, uh, also, uh, Jombie, you know, the genie and did the voice of, uh, Terry, the pterodactyl. And, uh, he's like written every Elvira special and movie that she's ever done. 
Um, and uh, I don't want to veer into your territory, but apparently he was on Star Trek DS9 at some point. Yeah, Bokar. Yeah, and uh, do, do we need to run the bumper? or is, is... It might as well because he's the only one that I saw. Oh, wow. How about that? Look at me. I, I got my very own. Ah, oh, no. We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. So uh, you don't feel bad that I robbed you of that Star Trek connection, do you? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm delighted, Steve, that, uh, proud, that, that you found it. You're proud, like you know, sending, mm-hmm. like incorporating one of your kids into the Kids Incorporated. Proud. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you can't have those. Oh, never mind. Oh uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sasquatch machine is here. Uh, Sasquatch in time, excuse me, uh, is here. Uh, he's got a pretty fun TikTok account, actually. Oh, yeah. But I uh, wrote, "Kids incarcerated could be a great idea for a TikTok account." It's just pictures like mugshots of like juveniles. Aww, that's uh, that's depressing, <laughs> but also funny. I like it actually. That's actually a great it's idea. It's depressing and funny, much like Paul Rubin's career. Uh, so, uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so we also just a few more writers here, real quick. Uh, Max Robert, he uh, only wrote for Pee Wee's Playhouse, and then this other character, Michael Verhol, uh, also only worked for uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. And uh, of course, the producer of Pee Wee's Playhouse is Pee Wee Pictures, and it's distributed by CBS. Why don't you tell me some of the classic thespians who participated in Pee-wee's Playhouse? Sure, there's actually quite a lot of people in this episode, mm-hmm. and I'd rather not go over everybody who had like a little part, like out of talking as a puppet or whatever. So I'm just going to kind of highlight some of the uh, better known names. Sure. Um, you've already you've already covered um, John Paragon, so we'll uh, not cover him, but. Uh, of course, Paul Rubens. He's been in a bunch of things. Like Pee Wee's not the only thing he's done. The original uh, even... Buffy the Vampire Slayer feature film. Oh, um, I, I didn't know that he was like on the blacklist for like eighteen episodes as well. Like, I, a lot of people have been on that show. Oh, that show's been on forever. My goodness, it's still on. Yeah, still on. Who is watching? I don't know a single person that's ever watched it. Uh, I mean, I watched it, or we watched it up to like season seven or eight, and then by sorry, I don't know a single person I care about oh, that's watched. <laughs> my parents watched it. In fact, they were the ones who turned us on to it. But... Oh, okay. Now I know two people I care about that watched it. I don't know three. <laughs> okay, prove them wrong, chat. Prove them wrong. All right. Anyway, continue. All right, so um, and I'm going over this particular episode. We've got Phil Hartman, who plays Captain Carl. Phil mm. Hartman, one of my favorite comedic actors ever. 100%. Probably most famous from SNL, but, man, he was great on News Radio, which is a surprisingly good sitcom. Uh-huh. Um, Lionel Hutz just from a The bunch. Simpsons. Uh, and, yeah. of course, Troy McClure. I, yep, yep, and just a, a million things. Mm. Um, it's great. Um <laughs> Did you know that he did like a bunch of Philips CDI commercials? Yes, yeah, I think we've talked about that yeah. before. And I... they're pretty funny. Like, and he really went for it. Like, oh, yeah. he was like, "I'm gonna make this a success." <laughs> uh, but not even the comedic genius of Phil Hartman could make the CDI a success. Apparently, I wouldn't say that it wasn't a success. Like, it was it was supported for like nine years by uh, Philips, sold over a million units. 
All um, right, let's not turn this into a Philip CDI podcast. Come on now. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you, uh, you know, one day we should do a Philip CDI episode because that is an obscure console. Yeah, I mean, we and, could, I know they've got a lot of FMV stuff on there, so sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, I can just bring a little smorgasbord, a little taste of. Uh, the Philips CDI to you Absolutely. and the, the listeners. For some reason, I th- I think you're about to say Philip Seymour Hoffman, but then it ends up being Philip CDI. I, that's just how I put it together in my brain. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we've got Diane Yang Kirk. No relation to Captain Kirk, unfortunately. <laughs> she plays Cher. What a reach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only brought her up because uh, she's kind of done some stuff recently. looks like she was on, uh, oh, God. The L word and um, how I met your I'm sorry, Grey's Anatomy. That that's the the one I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But she's she's kind of done some stuff and seems to still be the uh, well, not seems to be. She's still uh, active. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got George McGrath who played. Oops, sorry. Why did I? That's the adult version of Pee Wee Herman's play. <laughs> I got very confused for a second there. All right, George McGrath. He plays Globy, mm-hmm. the globe, which is a real weird puppet mm-hmm. uh, he's been in quite a few things but uh as a writer right uh not too many as an actor only 18 as an actor uh none of those unfortunately were um star trek but one of them was an episode of kids incorporated oh nice nice yeah uh sasquatch wrote uh, all of our parents watch blacklist and even some of our parents parents watch too I- is that a CBS show? Uh, it's a network show. I can't remember uh, what network it is, but yeah, it's definitely something. It's like a CBS show for older people. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, one of the kids in this is Opal, mm-hmm. uh, played by Natasha Leon. Ah, good eye, which, good eye, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, this little kid looks familiar. And then when I saw it, I was like pretty surprised. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess most recently she's on Poker Face, mm-hmm. but she's also been on a bunch of stuff she's got a very recognizable Orange voice the new black um, was like her big one yeah. yeah yes thank you uh and then the other person i wanted to highlight from this episode is lawrence fishburne who i <laughs> totally forgot was in peewee's playhouse mm-hmm. and he comes out looking like woody from toy story yeah, kind of like yeah. a, a more flamboyant woody um and yeah lawrence fishburne i mean the matrix uh a million other things um yeah great actor um he, he's almost like one of those guys that like he'll kind of do anything uh regardless of quality i feel like he'll just kind of say yes to almost anything yeah 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 i think you're right but i mean this is obviously really early in his career um so he was like yeah. just no i mean he does a great job mm-hmm. like with the care like i mean he he commits yeah you yeah know? I, I love it because it's peewee's playhouse it's daring middle america to accept a black cowboy and if you can't you racist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and then towards the end, the fortune teller was pretty androgynous. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it was a guy like wearing like very feminine oh, makeup. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was true. Yeah. Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse dares. It, it's going to blow away your uh, preconceived notions of what a show can be. I, I mean, Pee Wee himself is like covered in makeup. Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, folks. I, I guess this was woke before woke. Uh, <laughs> Was fabled to exist. Well, I, uh, but yeah. oh, I'm sorry. You, you finishing up? Uh, yeah, I mean that that's kind of like the main people I, I I think that are of note. I don't know if there was anybody else that you wanted to. Uh... Uh, no, you were. Uh, I mean, yeah, the big little I, I guess little nugget was Natasha Leone. and I will say um, 
that her and her little uh, kid friends, uh, I read that they were so disruptive on set that they were fired and never <laughs> worked at Pee-wee's Playhouse again. Can you imagine? Like Paul Rubens comes out and he's like, oh, you guys are being really loud. So we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> Sorry, my Pee-wee needs work. I know, but. Uh... That's pretty good. That's pretty good, actually. Uh I yeah, because like this show, like you want to talk about something that's all over the place and just constantly bombarding you with something new. Um, it's it's uh, it's at the very least this episode. But from what I remember, they were all kind of like this. Yeah, like, yeah. I, fast paced, moving from one thing to the uh, to the next. I saw a quote or a comment, I believe, on uh, IMDb that said like this was the beginning of sort of like subversive kids entertainment. And I don't know if I'd say is the beginning, like because. I think uh, wasn't you can't do that on television. Didn't that start before this, like in the seventies or something? Um, um, I'll look it up, but uh, it might not have been too much earlier than this. Yeah, um, I don't think it's too much early, but yeah, this is a uh, very you know right nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, weird for the sake of being weird. I mean, and you know, for good. And I say that as a you know as a good thing. And um, I mean, I like that. And this is getting ahead of ourselves. It doesn't really talk down to kids, but uh but it's just like hey this doesn't i don't think so it's just like hey here's a bunch of weird stuff <laughs> you, you yeah i guess you think it, I well mean... let's talk to the episode and see what we can see uh so we open up on a claymation sign that says peewee's playhouse and absolutely uh love their use of uh claymation or stop motion which was a you know, huge deal in the 80s with uh, California Raisins, which we, we also covered. Oh, no, we didn't color, cover the California Raisins. We did the Claymation Christmas special. So That's right. They were in yeah, it. Yeah, the, yeah. The other thing you absolutely hated. But <laughs> but uh, moving on. So a uh, Claymation beaver using his teeth, he gnaws through the post that's holding up this sign. It falls over, and the camera pans over a bunch of other, like, stop-motion animals. So we get all the way... Uh, to Pee-wee's Playhouse, then the song kicks in, written by Mark Mothersbaugh, and do you know who sang the lyrics, even though she's credited as someone else? Uh, no, I don't. It is one Cindy Lauper uh, doing a oh, wow. Betty Boop impression, and for some reason, I guess people still look down on doing TV in the early 80s, so she's credited as um, Ellen Shaw. And, uh, of course, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, who's uh, one of my idols, who's been mentioned on this show many times, is the lead singer and, like, basic brainchild of uh, Devo. And this is one of his first, like, uh, non-Devo, uh, like, first-time TV, like, movie uh, writing um, music projects. Uh, so, and I think... Uh, it's a good fit. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about, uh, like, the opening song and the music <clears throat> in general? Yeah, I mean, everything from I, the, the intro itself to like the, the claymation is really well done. It's high quality. There's a lot of like because it the camera like goes pans and goes through like a kind of like a forest setting. And it, it's very complex. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, uh, I really uh, I can appreciate the the time and effort that went into it. And the, the and the song, I mean, am I going to listen to this while I'm working out? Uh, probably not. Right. But uh, I mean, does it fit the show? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like actually the music leading up to when the theme kicks in. I'm getting definite uh, Rugrats uh, vibes, which was like the style that like sort of Mark Mothersbaugh was uh, experimenting with at the time, which I guess sort of became his style throughout the late 80s and early 90s, as, at least as a solo composer. But yeah, the uh, the actual song itself is... Uh, 
I mean, it's just really in your face and weird. The I could never get past that style of singing. So yeah, I would never work out to it either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just a little too high pitched for me. But uh, anyway, uh, the opening song introduces all the many wacky characters who we're going to get to um, as the episode moves on. And uh, I was just uh, going to ask uh, right off the top, uh, who are some of your... Do you have like favorite side characters? If not from this episode, then you know Pee Wee's Playhouse in general. No, because I'd never really watched it. Remember? <laughs> All right. Uh, so from like, this episode, I mean, if if I saw it, it was always just like it happened to be on. Mm. Maybe I'd watch like a minute or two, and then I'd be like, "Yep, still don't like it." Uh, gonna watch. <laughs> I don't know, Gem and the Holograms or something. Better. Oh, man, let me, um, let me dust off the old uh, um, stalemate bumper while we're at it. <laughs> but, uh-huh. but uh, I mean, there's characters I remembered and I recognize. Like, I remember Penny. Yeah. Uh, I remember the, the chair mm-hmm. with the mouth, you know. Um, I remember the, I can't remember the character's name right now, but the, but the bigger lady that comes in, yeah, the heavyset lady. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I keep getting her confused with Missy Vaughn, but yeah, we'll get to her in a second. And hey, Randy, like the bully, is that like the same? Is that the what the? Is there a character in Toy Story modeled after him? Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, because there's a bully in Toy Story, and his name is Randy, and he looks just like him. He looks just like him. It's got to be modeled after wow, him, right? Man, we're gonna because I googled it uh-huh. and I couldn't like. Maybe I just didn't. I mean, I put in like Pee Wee, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, Randy, and Pixar, and like nothing came up. I and the articles came up connecting them, but I mean look exactly the same yeah yeah all right that this is this segment's gonna be a tiktok for sure so we can get people to chime in um let's see anyone in the chat revealing any inner uh nope no no no. (laughs) all right uh so i don't know i i really like uh the robot uh conky um i always thought he was a pretty cool it's a terrible robot name though yeah it is a terrible robot name but yeah it's I think like they the the most of the names are pretty much just first draft names. <laughs> like they didn't want you to think <laughs> too hard about it. And it's like, oh, it's kids. Like they'll get it. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, everybody. I would say aside from you, but everybody remembers Cowboy Curtis uh, and uh, I'm mean, like Jombie, basically because they were there for every episode. I would say. Um, but uh, let's see. Moving on. Um, all right. So. The show begins. Pee-wee asks, what should we do? Uh, Now let's go look at my toys. Then he presses a button on this really elaborate shelf that is like built into this uh, massive uh, sort of smiley face. And then it's like, uh, it's automated. So it (laughs) moves up on, it's like every nerd who collects uh, action figures wet dream. Uh, And then we basically see a a weird stop motion scene play out uh, in front of Pee-wee, which, uh, doesn't really i mean it's just sort of a weird sort of thing that you take in what do you think of the set design of the playhouse here i mean it's it's very wacky Mm -hmm. it it definitely like everything from the set design to the design of the characters the wardrobe for the human characters like i mean it all works together and all fits in together with you know the wackiness of the world so i I mean as a kid definitely didn't like it but i mean (laughs) I just did it. I don't know, man. Like, like, this did not speak so to me as a child. So were you like, ah, like, I, this isn't for me. I need the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. That's what makes no, me excited. I didn't even get into Star Trek till I was like, uh, it was like 13, maybe like 11 or something. So what, so, so but 
you would take you would choose Jim and the Holograms over Pee Wee's Playhouse, dude. The Misfits are fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I get the, the Misfits on Jim and the Holograms, uh-huh. ah, they're great. All right, all right. Well, but yeah, I, I would I would definitely take Jim and the Holograms because like it has a story in every episode. It has like a, an actual plot where this is just like here's two minutes of this, here's a minute of this, and I did notice that. Don't get me wrong. There's a few. There's a few things that are connected, but this is definitely a show made for like holding the attention of like children that, you know, whose attention is easily lost. Like right. a five or six year yeah, olds really, that need some kind of new stimuli constantly. Really young kids, but which makes me wonder why there's a, a, a few adult uh, things that are woven in here. But we'll uh, we'll get to them in a second. Uh, I did want to mention here, Sasquatch in the chat had written that the robot oh, was sweet made me want to build my own, but dad didn't like me removing the dryer's exhaust tubes. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And he said, uh, also, he just added, or adults on acid in a part of your comments. So, yeah, this is definitely, I mean, y- you, it's creative, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, definitely you can, can't deny yeah, that. You can see where it definitely inspired shows like uh, Beekman's World. Um, and, uh mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this was just sort of the style at the time that I say definitely carried through most of the 90s. Just sort of weird for the sake of weird. And, and... The, the funny thing is, like, I feel like this could come out today mm-hmm. as a show on Adult Swim, unironically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. with little to no changes, like they like in 15-minute blocks, you know? I think and... you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Pee-wee then turns on Conky the Robot. Uh, then Magic Screen asks what the magic word for today is. Uh, Conky prints out a slip of paper that says door. So uh, Pee Wee tells us all to scream real loud whenever anyone says the word door. Like, I don't know why this is one of the things that I remember the most. I guess, again, because they did it every episode. Like, do you remember the whole magic word thing from your few times? Yeah, I I remember because it was one of the first, it was one of the things that made me really dislike the show. You just, like, you I, just no, don't I, like chaos and kids having fun. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, just like, it's so weird. Like, who wants their kids to watch a show that encourages them to yell? And I'm sure there were plenty of kids who, after the episode aired, if somebody that day in the real world said the magic word, they would, like, probably scream. Well, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I was a more sophisticated child. Than, well, let me tell you, as, uh, a, as a parent, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword because... You want a break, like you want to be able to sit your child in front of the TV so they can watch. They're gonna say you want to break your child's balls. <laughs> no, or no, no, not, <laughs> that's. Uh, I mean, maybe that's that would be me. That would your be me parenting as a parent. style, but yeah, yeah, not mine. Uh, but yeah, but you know what? Well, as you know, Steve, I have a, I had a vasectomy, so I don't have to worry about right, right, breaking hey, any well, of my own children. Give balls. science time; they'll find a way to where you can just. Oh no, give AI time. It's like you can prompt your kid in a few years. You wait. You, no juice needed. Anyway, uh, so yeah, like you know, maybe you set them down in front of uh, Pee Wee, as long as there's nothing that's uh, too, you know, too much, too adult for kids. Then you're like good. I've got 22 minutes where I can sit down and relax, but then you have to deal with the after effects of maybe screaming whenever you say the word door. However, I would take Pee Wee's Playhouse over like Blippy any day of the week, but uh, that's another story. 
Uh, so uh, moving on, uh, some other kids show up and they're all uh, dressed kind of like hippies. One of them looks suspiciously like Jughead from Archie Comics. Did you get those vibes? Yeah, he's wearing like a, a Jughead hat. <laughs> I'm like, this is a real hat? I'm sure uh, Paul Rubens was a big Jughead fan. Um, yeah. And of course, uh, as uh, Yehel said, uh, Natasha Leone is one of those kids. And um, basically, one of them, they asked to go into the pool. And then Pee Wee is like, Yeah, well, what are you going to give me? And they give him some foil. And then he rolls out at the time, which, I mean, kind of looks like a massive foil ball. But I remember episodes down when he brought it back, and it was like six times the size of the one that he has here on the pilot. <laughs> Uh, and he basically adds the foil to his uh, foil ball, which I'll admit, after watching this, I started my own foil ball. Now, did it get as big as Pee Wee's? No, I probably lost it and probably made several more. But uh, but yeah, it inspired me in my my foil sculpting endeavors as an eight-year-old or probably younger. Wow, yeah. what, what, what a revolutionary show. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, uh, <laughs> then later, I just learned how to play the bass. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I used to do with foil? Um, is I uh, actually guess, uh, you used to use them as makeshift bongs so you could do drugs. No, I wasn't oh. doing that as a child. Oh. I would, uh, take, uh, like they had like these like big sheets of paper at school. Yeah. I, I'm sure that I can't remember the name of it, but it's like on a roll and you can unroll. It's for like making banners and uh -huh. that kind of thing. I would get like a sheet of that, uh -huh. like cut it. So it's long enough to wrap around your waist and I would cut it some more at home and I would use the foil glue it on there and make wrestling championships. <laughs> nice. That's that would have been my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's continue cuz I, I I was very curious how you were going to cover this cuz there's so much that happens. Oh yeah, I got it all here, man. I got it all here. Uh, super. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh actually edit here the kids ask to check out peewee's mouse hole which sounds really weird to say out loud um and then peewee asks for the foil ball um they basically go to this mouse hole and there's a dinosaur family that lives in there a stop motion dinosaur family i vague oh not real dinosaur no family? no no this was this was oh, before okay. jurassic park taught everyone how to clone dinosaurs oh, and uh, again perfect. they watch out a, a fun little scene um play out then the kids run outside to check out the swimming pool and in walks everybody's favorite African-American cowboy. That's right. More than that guy from Hootie and the Blowfish who sings country. It's uh, <laughs> Cowboy Curtis played by. His name is Darius. <laughs> oh, Put some respect whoa, whoa. on his name. Oh, man. Did you get that clip of uh, Chris Gaines that I sent you? No, oh, when did you send oh, that? Oh man, me? I sent it to you. I think it was yesterday. It was like so. Apparently, all right. This is completely off topic. It was like a fake. W what did you send it to me? TikTok, on? TikTok. Um, oh, it was a a fake like behind the music documentary, and he was like, "Oh, the best thing about rock and roll is the sex." And then like they they cut to like one of his engineers or something. And he was like, "He brought a chainsaw on on tour." And they cut back to him, and he was like, yeah, yeah, there, there was a chainsaw on tour. It's like trying to, <laughs> trying to make him out to be this big badass. Like, if we could find that documentary, we're, we're going to cover that. Like, no more. All right. That sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen We've that. We've been covering Following the Trends too much. We need to get down there with the real obscure shit coming up. So everybody stick around, hopefully. <laughs> no more capitalizing off of celebrities deaths i promise okay so we're gonna capitalize off their terrible side projects oh yeah that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> dude i, I love i loved 
Chris Gaines. <laughs> I, I, I must have been young, but not the music. I loved the idea. I, I don't know. I had to be like 12 or 13, I think, when he did the Chris Gaines thing, maybe 14. Mm-hmm. And it was so ridiculous. Garth Brooks, at the time, arguably one of the most famous country music uh, singers mu- of mu- all time. Yeah. I, I think just one of the most famous mu- musicians at the Possibly, time, period. Because yeah. everybody loved Garth Brooks. Whether <laughs> I mean, I mean come yes, on. It's true. You, you Come on. He had some bangers, no, as they say. No, no. I'm sorry. Thunder Rolls. I- I got friends in low places. That comes on. You're not singing. I hate. I hated country music and Garth Brooks because it was everywhere. I couldn't escape them. But his songs like transcended. Oh, wow. Like, I had I no know. idea you were, were such a fan. So let me let's get this straight, everyone. You hate Pee Wee's Playhouse, but you like Garth motherfucking <laughs> Brooks. Jesus. And he seems like a cool dude too. But anyways, <laughs> I'm more of a Chris uh, yeah, Gaines I just guy. Thought, I just thought it was so ridiculous that he was like, you know what? I want to make uh, I think because I think the Chris Gaines album is like a pop album, right? I thought it, it was supposed to be rock, um, but oh, I know it's it's like not country, well, it's definitely though, not right? country. Uh, yeah. And he wears like for those that haven't seen it, so Garth Brooks <laughs> basically puts on like a wig, like an emo wig, it's like this black yeah. wig. Yeah, it's like covering his face, uh, and he performed on SNL. He, Garth Brooks hosted SNL, and the musical guest was Chris Gaines. And I was like, this is so Actually, my, uh, my co-worker and I were talking about this. Uh, we think that he performed one as Garth Brooks, and then one as Chris Gaines. And then I remember, do, was that accurate? Since you're such a big fan. Oh, uh, man, I don't remember. I do. I watched the episode, though. Yeah, I no, I remember that's that when I was episode, watching too. SNL religiously. And I remember uh, Tracy Morgan came out and uh, started, like, talking to Garth Brooks about Chris Gaines, or maybe it was vice versa, something like that. Oh, yeah, and, and he and he's like, oh, I don't really know him that well or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I think he called him, like, fat or something, and he was like... Uh, yeah. Was like, I, and then afterwards, like, someone came out and, and was like, you know, Garth Brooks is Chris Gaines, right? And he's like, yeah, I just can't believe he made that album man like i, I don't know <laughs> anyway we got to get back to peewee's playhouse here yeah, yeah. sasquatch wrote that he thought it was industrial he looked like trent <laughs> reznor like a garth inch nails uh, or like, <laughs> like a garth inch nails that should have been the album name that would have been awesome or he should be change his name to like garth Maringi brooks because like okay. at that point his ego had to be so huge that he probably wrote produced you know did all the backups yeah, yeah for chris Gaines. steve okay la- last thing okay. can we form a garth brooks cover band however we cover it like all the songs like industrial style and we call ourselves garth inch nails <laughs> if uh, you know what that's because those it's worth it for the those joke. gimmick acts are you know taken off i mean max sabbath opened for black sabbath so uh if I, you know, if or when I move back to Tampa, I will take you up on that. Uh, All right. Well, let's get back to Pee Wee's Playhouse in the, in the meantime. I, I brought up something you care about. Sorry. My, my mistake. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Chris Gaines. Much like the thunder, we got to roll. <laughs> All right. So the kids run outside to check out the swimming pool. In, in walks Cowboy Curtis, a.k.a. Lawrence Fishburne. He does some animated rope tricks or some rope tricks with an animated rope uh, that looks uh, pretty cool, I guess. Um, he lassos Miss Steve and PW accuses her of being a snooper. And I guess Mrs. Steve is his uh, neighbor. And um, I guess she's is, is this a, like supposed to be an antagonist almost. Um I don't know. I, I it kind of seemed like that at first, but it was very well. I guess because it's a kids show, right? Yeah. I mean, it was 
Very, very, still pretty playful. Right. Pretty sure, nice. sure. She says this place is a madhouse, and then she too goes to the pool. Now, uh, Pee Wee's puppet fish. <laughs> this is, this was very uh, a sign of the times. Uh, Pee Wee's puppet fish, because he's got some fish in a um, aquarium. They say that she's a whale of a gal. Uh, and this was back when you were mm-hmm. allowed to make fun of fat people on TV and movies. So don't get triggered. They they said it, not us. Well, later on, there's like a claymation rat family thing. And uh, one of the rats talks about, says that like their dad is fat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this that was the times. Things were things were tougher back then. There was no getting triggered. You just sat there and I, took I, it. I will, well, I will say it's probably not a great idea to like, tell five and six year olds uh you know hey call this call your overweight neighbor fat like eh, probably not the best lesson and how and how uh (laughs) so cowboy curtis also checks out the pool while uh peewee takes a uh picture phone call like uh this uh, ringing goes off he goes into this ridiculous sort of booth for some reason he pulls down he's got to have like a um almost like you know, we have as uh, live streamers, uh, instead of using green screen, he just pulls down like a, um, a a back like picture of, I don't know, some sort of land or something. And uh, then he has a, a can of peas as a receiver. And uh, he has the first uh, Skype call ever with uh, Captain Carl played by uh, Phil Hartman, which I don't think this character, I mean, Phil Hartman definitely comes back because I remember he's like the mailman. But I don't think this Captain Carl ever really returned. Like, do you remember if that character comes back or not? I mean, I'm probably asking the wrong guy. No, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I I've never watched a lot of Sasquatch. So. Let me know. Let me know, Sasquatch. All right. So um, so Phil Hartman, aka Captain Carl, says he needs help. He doesn't know where he is. But Conky and Magic Screen, uh, they basically use their technological abilities and they tell him to make a right, like at the Sandwich Islands. And as he's going, he goes, oh, sandwich, ho, or something ridiculous like that. And then he thanks him and says, uh, he says the magic word door and everyone screams. And I know you just absolutely loved that. So uh, then um, mm-hmm. any, any thoughts on the chat, the Skype call with um, Captain Carl? Um, I mean, it was dumb, but I mean, it's a kid's <laughs> show. I I mean, I will say it's amazing. I don't know if it's different in later episodes, but, you know, a lot of kids shows like Blue's Clues or whatever, you know, they try to teach the kids some kind of lesson or maybe, you know, something about the world, some science facts, something. That the world uh, is a terrible show, place. Yeah, 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 I got you. This show, not so much. No, <laughs> just, no you're... It's just like, all right, we, 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 we got to keep their attention for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. But, uh, well, let's uh, let's save that uh, to the end. Look, Sasquatch just wrote, I'm with you, Hell. This show was too chaotic for my sensible ass. Thank you, <laughs> Sasquatch. Your name is Sasquatch. Uh, all right, anyway. Uh, so, let's see. Um, Pee Wee sits on Cherry who is the talking chair and says it's fun time. And magic screen says it's time to play with him. So Peewee gets sucked inside of the magic screen and he sings the connect the dots song. Another song that has uh, never left my brain from watching this show. Did, do you remember that song at all? Um, I did recognize mm-hmm. it. Like it's not, well, I should say it sounded familiar, uh, when it started, but, uh, 
I, I don't know if I heard it from here, you know, from Pee Wee or somewhere one else. Of your, or if one I'm of your dates it. was singing it one night. <laughs> it's, it's, sure, that's what happens. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. All right. So anyway, um, you uh, anyways, continue. he connects the dots and uh, it, it makes a car. And then um, Pee Wee then drives the car. It's all done on like green screen, blah, blah, blah. The car crashes and then it makes peewee like kareen out of uh magic screen and back onto cherry and then now we get uh miss yvonne and uh miss yvonne is the uh self self-appointed or <laughs> allegedly the most uh beautiful woman in puppet land um <laughs> well peewee tells her that she's the most beautiful woman in puppet land mm-hmm and uh, then they walk to the other side of the playhouse where a jazz band of puppets sing about Miss Yvonne's hair. And their names are Cool Cat, Chicky, Chicky Baby, and Daddy-O. Then they, then they go to the pool, too. Miss Yvonne says she doesn't want to go because it'll ruin her hair until... <laughs> this is when it gets a little weird, at least for a kid's show. I mean, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. we're reading too much into it. Tito, the lifeguard, shows up uh, shirtless, and then uh, she changes her mind, strips down to her bathing suit, and then follows him out there. Well, why was this scene yeah, in there? I don't know. He's like a buff lifeguard, and then we I mean, all, you guys all grew the kids up together, to right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the in the barrio. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and then she's just like gets super horny immediately. <laughs> Uh, in front of everyone, and yeah. By the way, I did forget to mention the actress that plays uh, Miss Yvonne, mm. played by Lynn Marie Stewart, because I did want to mention that she plays Charlie's mom on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Holy shit! Wow, what a revelation! Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, good, good yeah. research there. Good job. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a pretty weird scene, especially for a show that seems to be all about you know weird for the sake of being weird. And I don't know, maybe it was there for parents who happened to be watching or I mean, I think they just needed an excuse to get her, you know, out of the playhouse and to make her go to the pool. So what's going to do it? A hot to trot Latino lifeguard. I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. Because I guess if you're going to if there's going to be like one kind of storyline thread throughout this whole thing, I guess it would be that people keep going to the pool. Right. Right, right. And that's basically it. That is it. Um, uh, I, I, man, I feel like we're getting sidetracked a lot, but uh, apparently she was also in like a, like a 3D animated uh, movie called Izzy's Way Home. Okay. And it's, you'll never guess who made this. It's like a Pixar style movie uh-huh. for kids. Pixar style? Um, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? The Asylum. Oh wow! Hmm, I never, I never knew they dabbled in that, uh, in that genre. Man, that might. It's so weird because, like, I mean, yeah, like they don't make like three D animated films regularly, so they must have hired a studio to do mm-hmm. it. It looks the animation looks better than I expected it would, but it's like she's in it. Uh, in Sync's Joy Fatone oh, is in it. Of course, he is. Tori Spelling is oh, in wow. it. Like, I don't know. We might have to cover it. It's got a one and a half. Oh, no. We've, on, uh, we got, on IMDb. we've got to put that on the list 100%. That's, that's 1.5 out of 10, everybody. And it's <laughs> 420 ratings. So it's not like a small sample. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, sorry. All right. So then we get a like a, a mooing coming out of nowhere. Then the uh, countess, a puppet cow head, pokes her head in, says she wants to go to the pool also, but forgot her suit. Pee-wee says he's got an extra and gives it to her. And do you know what that suit is called? It's a moo-moo. It's a moo-moo. Oh, that's, that's right. Get it. Ah, 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 yeah. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> All right. I knew you'd love that. All right. Pee-wee then exclaims, it's dance time. And he dances with footage of 60s go-go dancers via green screen. And uh, yeah. I don't know if this was just like a, you know, sort of like a midpoint where maybe they thought the kids would be getting bored. So he wanted to get them off their feet to dance around. But I mean, other than that, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. What do you think? Yeah, it was really weird. I mean, I, I just figured it was, you know, just, okay, we, we, we got to have throw something in here to kill some keep time. the kids' attention. Yeah, or, or kill some time, yeah. Then yeah. Uh, Dixie shows up and plays a trumpet and introduces King Cartoon. Um, I forgot what Dixie was. Um, I think it was just some random dude. Uh, but uh, anyway, an elderly man in a crown carrying a projector. Uh, he then starts it, and we see an old like public domain cartoon. Uh, very, what's that video game um, that came out that was like a shooter that everyone loved for a minute there that's like that style of animation um oh um are you talking about like uh oh my god yeah the the one that like came out on the genesis with like the justifier gun is that no 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 this one it's on all the um it's on every console basically cuphead 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 oh 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 i thought you were talking about like an old game yeah no no the i mean you know i'm talking about old animation style basically it's new, yeah, yeah yeah i got you so gotcha. yeah and the and the, the cartoon is about potatoes like chasing mice <laughs> what, what do you make of this cartoon i don't know the whole time i was just worried because the cartoon was so old i was worried it was gonna be racist because <laughs> a lot of those old cartoons have like you know racist like tropes in there sure um, but i mean P we've already established that peewee's playhouse was the uh the woke show of the time back then <laughs> <laughs> well that's what they would call it now if it came out the uh, a, a certain group of the population would complain about it being woke i'm sure but um yeah like i that it was i was just like this is such a waste of time i'm sure this was like in the library of whatever production company he or distributor he teamed up with so it cost them like next to nothing oh, i'm sure it was public uh, domain um and yeah or public domain yeah and i so, don't know i i would say that this is peewee's playhouse itself is almost a, a throwback of like these kind of sort of kid shows almost like bozo the clown where it was just like a variety show where they would just have random stuff and then it's like hey kids now it's time for another cartoon and i Cannot believe you're disrespecting Bozo the Clown. Oh my God! This so you're telling me you care more about Bozo the, the Clown than you do? Uh, oh my God! Playoffs? I used to watch Bozo the Clown religiously on WGN. And you're—I I can never figure you out. Because <laughs> that's real, man. You have these kids trying to get the ball in the seven buckets, <laughs> you know. And there's real prizes on the line, real, real uh, playground pride, mm. you know, if you win. Uh, but that's okay. None of this that's uh, Hollywoody uh, fake uh, LABS. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I guess claymation dinosaurs in a mouse hole is is more real Hell for you. Hell yeah. I'm 100%. <laughs> in fact, uh, if yeah. I ever got it. This show is so good, Cindy Lauper didn't want her name on oh, it. Oh, how dare you uh, speak of Cindy Lauper that way? I don't know. You t- that's what you told yeah. me that she No, didn't I mean, I just, I just don't it. understand why she didn't have, want her name on it. But uh, I think she saw the product. The product already proved itself, man. Five seasons. Look how many uh, of these <laughs> careers it launched. All right, we're, let's get to the end here before we never podcast again. All right, here we go. Uh, all right, so, all right, weird cartoon, blah, 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 blah. And now, um, then we come back with Pee Wee, and he takes a potato, shoves some pencils in it, and says he's using his imagination to make an animal. And <laughs> yeah, basically, he sticks like four pencils as the legs on the bottom of the potato and then like two on the top for the antenna or something for antenna or something right. like that. He's like, Oh, this is a potato animal. I'm so creative. Right. I, I could hear that TikTok lady. Everyone's so creative. Uh, I don't know what you're referencing, but I will say like, you would think that a person as creative as Peewee would come up with something a little more for kids to do, but I'm, I'm sure they wanted to be like, you know, what can we come up with that, you know, they have easy access to uh, that, yeah, but although what do we want kids to make so sharp that it'll poke through an unbaked potato? Because he doesn't say to bake it or anything to make it soft. <laughs> so, okay, this just seems like a bad uh, idea. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, um, maybe the sharpened pencils wasn't the uh, the best. Like, option. would you want your son to have like these super sharp ass pencils that he's like trying to jam it? Into, um, like, I mean, potato. He's... Well, I mean, if it's just a potato, that's fine. As long as he's not turning it on us or any other living people. Um, oh, I'm just saying he could like miss the potato or something right, or hurt himself. Right. Uh, I, I suppose not, but I don't, I think I'm pretty sure Pee Wee's Playhouse would probably be too much for him anyway. <laughs> he's uh, very mellow, but uh, anyway. Uh, so then Jombie shows up, the genie who's a head in a box, in case you don't know. Jombie predicts that we'll be right back after this. So I assume there was a uh, commercial break here. By the way, even though we've talked through pretty much the whole episode, you can watch this episode and many others on YouTube um, completely free. Uh, yeah, I'll put a link in the mm-hmm. description here in a second. Then, or in the chat. Uh, Knucklehead shows up, and it's a giant hand puppet, and he tells a knock-knock joke. Let's, uh, let's reenact the knock-knock joke right now. Knock-knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. <laughs> I'm drawing here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awful. Anyway, moving on. Then there's a knock at the door. It's a puppet salesman, or rather a salesman who is a puppet with a big head. I don't even remember the point of this. This puppet was pretty creepy looking. It was. And then it led to the Penny Claymation cartoon, which, uh, I mean... Penny itself is also uh, just a little creepy in its own way. Um, not as creepy as the aforementioned puppet, but um, Penny has actual pennies for eyes. And uh, I swear, like, it's got to be just some, like, young girl just sort of going on about a random story, right? And they just record it and then animate around it. Like, did you get... That's kind of what it felt yeah. like. Um, kind of yeah, like... I, I would uh, agree. Sasquatch had a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you do you remember that... It was a comic book first, and they made it into a cartoon called uh, Axe Cop, which was um, no. it was written 
by this guy's like uh i think eight-year-old brother and he was already like you know 20 something like established artists basically his eight-year-old brother wrote the story no matter how ridiculous it was and then he like drew to it it was it was okay it was it was okay but anyway you were saying uh in the chat sasquatch had written uh this is about the uh <clears throat> pencils and potato thing uh kids with bloody stigmata hands going up to their parents look mom Wee showed me how to make toys <laughs> well i mean if that happened back then it wasn't enough to stop the Wee's playhouse rocket to the moon because they got five seasons out <laughs> yes. of it uh, I believe Stigmata Kids airs right after uh, Kids Incarcerated yeah. and Silk Stockings <laughs> Jr. on the uh, the Obscurity Now Fox Network Kids Action Block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, that's that's awesome. So, all right, uh, okay. Penny has I all right. Penny has eyes for Penny. Penny has pennies for eyes and made out of clay. She tells us a weird story about a rat who dies or something. That you mentioned that earlier. Then we're back with uh, Pee-wee and uh, Terry, who is a puppet pterodactyl. Uh, it shows up and says that snack time is his favorite time next to, like, lunch, dinner, and breakfast. And then Pee-wee says they're going to make ice cream soup. So, see, there's a story. I mean, that's the title of the show. And now Pee-wee's finally making the ice cream soup at all ties together you know it's kind of like pulp fiction where one story's going like this and another's going like this and it's finally converged here right right uh yeah yeah <laughs> I, I sure you're... it's like pulp fiction um, <laughs> another thing you hate no, I, another thing i just like <laughs> I, I think i'd rather watch peewee's playhouse or the oh my god show. you really want to like i thought that that would make you happy no all right let's just move on here L less less bare feet <laughs> that probably true so uh peewee <laughs> opens the freezer and there's another claymation scene of ice skating food uh peewee scoops out ice cream and covers it with chocolate syrup then randy the sort of bully puppet uh shows up and scares terry away uh randy forces um, peewee to put too much chocolate on his soup and then he leaves. Wow, what a bully. I'm so triggered. I'm always triggered when like chocolate gets wasted. But uh but luck and Pee-wee cries, and then uh Conky shows up and says, Hmm, just add more ice cream. Uh and uh then we see a puppet kite uh, outside, like hovering above the playhouse, and he says that it's uh, it's raining, it's raining. Um, all the characters come back into the clubhouse. Pee-wee has a massive bowl of ice cream soup. And then Jambi asks if Pee-wee wants to make that wish that he asked him from earlier. Then Pee-wee asks for everyone's input, which is a huge mistake. <laughs> Everyone just mm -hmm. keeps, uh, you know, going on for what felt like a little uh, too long. And uh, then he says he wishes for everyone to come back next week. And then Jambi asks everyone to say the magic words. You want to say them with me right now, Yehel, for everyone to hear one last time? Because no one's ever going to talk about Pee-wee's Playhouse again after we're done talking about it today. Are you talking about door? No. Mecca like a high, mecca hiney ho. Oh, my. I don't even remember this <laughs> <Okay>. part. <laughs> wow, wow. Really, uh, great, great energy, pal. Great energy. All right, so... Uh, then Pee-wee picks up his iron and sort of, he like does like a this motion with it. A hidden door opens up revealing uh, Pee-wee's uh, awesome scooter. Uh, and then he blasts out and the credits roll. Do you remember the whole in the sort of scooter thing? 
No. You don't? Oh, I remember that quite well. I thought Pee Wee's scooter was pretty awesome. It was always a toss-up between that and his bike, but in the end, the bike won. Um, and uh, that is basically the pilot episode of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Did you have any comments about any of that stuff before we render our verdict? No, no. Um, I did look up, uh, try to look up if like the bully from Toy Story, again, I tried looking it up, uh-huh. related to... And uh, I couldn't find any relation. By the way, the bully in Toy Story, his name is actually Sid Phillips. Oh, man. Not not Andy. Oh, because Andy um, is the protagonist of Toy Story, like the good guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we got our, got our wires. But, uh, I mean, they don't look quite as similar as I remembered <laughs> once I pulled up the guy from Toy Story. They still look pretty similar. Oh. Uh, I mean, they have, like, the same haircut, similar mm. eyebrows. Um, so I definitely I, – I I, it's – I really feel like he's got to be inspired by the guy from Pee Wee's Playhouse, even though there's no uh, proof that I could find as of yet. Mm. But, Steve, like a, like a Christian, I'll manufacture <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Not nice. You, um, we'll just say like kidding. a religious zealot is what you're saying. Yes, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Re-edit that. Thank you, no Steve. No problem. All right. Then um, after all that, we are going to uh, answer the question. Here we go. All right. Uh, uh, Yeheli, that would be your name if you were on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeheli, do you think that Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, should be remembered for all of human history or toss in the black void of obscurity never to be heard from again? Well, um, I mean, there were definitely things that I appreciated about it, uh, watching it as an adult. Like I said, the animation, uh, it's definitely very, the the claymation stuff, it's very creative. Um, The set design is great. The costuming for the uh, human characters is great. I hate the way it's written. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it's funny, uh, but I can see like how, you know, a majority of kids would be into it and it's a cult classic it's not even a cult classic it's a classic for a reason um so even though i never want to see it again steve i do think it should be remembered because it's very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts it does have a heart ladies and gentlemen is that empathy coming from you (laughs) wow wow mind blown uh but no you actually make a lot of valid points like in fact when i was watching it uh, I couldn't believe how thin or lacking it was in plot and story, you know, I, and I hate saying as a writer, but yes, that's definitely how I felt as a writer. And I'm, I'm thinking that uh, possibly because, you know, we've watched a lot of pilots and sometimes, you know, they just haven't sort of figured out the formula yet for for some of the shows uh, when, you know, when you ch- first check out a pilot. I wonder if maybe mm-hmm. things got a little more, I don't want to say intricate, but maybe they had a little more story as the show went on. I mean, you would pretty much have to. You can't, basically, this is, hey, we're all going to hang out in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Episode one, we're just going to hang out. People are going to leave and then they're going to come back. That's, <laughs> that is the plot of this. And you can't do that for five seasons. Like, you got to have something going on. Yeah, I mean, you might be right because, you know, this show, um, this episode at least has, I don't know, like 10 or 15 separate like skits and little things that went into for just a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. that alone could have been, you know, stretched and fleshed out into like a full episode. Right. Um, 
And I, I, while I was watching this, I was wondering to myself, do you think this would be a difficult show to write for? Like, like if it, if it stayed in the style of episode one, difficult to write for because you have to come up with so many different things or would it be easy because you don't have to worry about threading a plot and you can just write whatever dumb thing comes to mind no matter how bad it is you know just make it a little wacky and it's fine yeah i think uh the second one i think they i mean they probably just you know come out with like just sort of an overarching thing I mean, usually you're supposed to say theme, but, you know, there wasn't, it's weird, like with Sesame Street, they always opened up with, today is brought to you by the letter, you know, the letter A or the letter C or D, and then the whole episode will be based around that. Like with this, you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> like, well, uh, first yeah. you're seeing all these uh, crazy clay monsters, and uh, then you're getting uh, like ice cream soup, like what the heck is that? Like. And yeah, I was really surprised that there really wasn't a lot to actually like learn. <laughs> it, this is, at least from the pilot episode, it feels more like a, a hangout show. Like it's more about like atmosphere and just sort of a weirdness. And hey, we're just gonna yeah. hang out with your kids for 22 minutes. We're not really gonna tell them how to think about anything or really teach them anything. But at least it's a somewhat wholesome place, aside from uh, the libido of one Miss Yvonne. Uh, and uh, and you, you parents will be able to go chill for like, you know, 22, 25 minutes while uh, Pee Wee and his wacky characters take it from there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I would say, I, uh, go ahead. I will say that uh, this episode, at least, it really does show... Uh, again, even though I didn't like it and it doesn't work for me, it shows you the talent of Paul Rubens because he really kind of, again, when I say he makes it work, doesn't make it work for me, but I can see how he he somehow like threads this all together and he's so good at being this character. Mm -hmm. And I think Pee Wee as, as Herman as a character is, is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I, I, this would be the guy that if he showed up at your party, you'd be like, who invited? Sure. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to hang out with him for too long, uh, as, at least as yeah. an adult. Or at all, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could see where, but, uh, you know, he's, it's more of like a, a novelty. It's like that guy, hey, hey, we'll invite him over, you know, for laughs. And then after about 15 minutes, we're like, well, shouldn't you be going, buddy? <laughs> <It's> about, <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to do some um, cocaine. You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do whatever the opposite. Of yeah, cocaine right. Is. Exactly. Uh, Sasquatch had written a Chris Gaines Pee Wee's Playhouse weekly guest appearance mm. <laughs> would have greatly Ooh. improved both the show and the album career. Uh, <laughs> if only there was a way to merge the timelines. That that would have been great. Maybe there's a way to edit the footage from a Pee Wee's Playhouse with that behind the music special. Uh, we we've got to add that to the list. But uh, anyway, so I think we're saying the same thing here that uh, it's basically going to be remembered. Correct. Yes. All right, here we go. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be, even if we decided to obliterate it, uh, it's just lodged in so many people's minds. Maybe after our generation completely dies off, uh, then there won't be anyone talking about Pee Wee's uh, 
Playhouse or Big Adventure or just Pee Wee in general. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it holds up. Uh, I hate to say it like uh, compared to well, in my opinion, and I don't have a lot of experience with kids shows because mm-hmm. I don't have kids or really hang out with people that do. So I've only seen, seen bits and pieces, right, of like kids, modern kids stuff. But it seems like a lot of like, you know, more modern kids shows, like they do tend to be a little bit more, I don't know, sophisticated. I don't know if that's the right word, but, you know, they tend to have more of a story and or something that they're like some kind of thread that they're trying to. Eh, I guess it you know, have. depends on what you watch. Um, I mean, blue, probably. Blues, yeah, like I said, I, don't I mean, know. I would say there's probably more of a plot to Blues Clues than there was of uh, of this episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse, but um, but I mean, Blippy is basically a Pee Wee ripoff, and all that guy does is like show up. Well, I mean, obviously it's gotten a little more now, but. He just started making videos of him showing up to parks and playing on it and talking in an obnoxious voice, just uh, like Pee Wee's, basically. And I've never even heard you of don't Blippi. Know Blippi? To be with you. Man, he's like the biggest like kids YouTube star. He like he he's not even Blippy anymore. He basically now pays a different actor to be Blippy, and he just stays home and counts his money. Um, but yeah, you would never, unless you have a kid, you would never know Blippy. Um, and you're probably better off, uh, for that. But, um, but Hey, uh, before we sign off here, I want to talk about how you superstar, you hell Velasquez got recognized from this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. We didn't talk about mm-hmm. that. Uh, so I was at this, um, like, uh, bartending competition. Oh, they would be uh, alcoholics. That is most of our audience. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, a, a guy like came up and uh, that I was introduced to. And yeah, it was just like, oh, yeah, I listened to you um, on Obscurity Now. I listened to your podcast. And I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologized. <laughs> oh, man. I would. Uh... I don't know what to do. But I mean, that, that was basically the, the, the gist of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was weird. Like they, uh, oh, they said which episode was their favorite. Ooh, this I, like I can't to remember. Know. Ooh, sorry if you're listening. Well, uh, I think it was Ryan. I think it was his name. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was really cool. You know, he was he was really nice, and that was uh, sweet of him to say. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it's weird. <laughs> I would love for that to happen someday. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had it happen to me for like my YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think I told you, like. Uh, a couple of years ago when I went to a cardiologist, the cardiologist turned out to be a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Like, that was weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but how's my heart? <laughs> he's like, oh, fine. You'll be not making videos for decades. Yeah, or, or if he's like, well, uh, let's just say your last video is uh, better than your current heart rate. <laughs> Uh, but uh, i mean hey i I would rather have the views than my health any day of the week (laughs) hey hey, hey. he said i had the heart of a 20 something wow wow that's fine like a a 20 something year old serial killer sociopath (laughs) but (laughs) perhaps he he didn't specify i suppose right right. um yeah so i think that's uh pretty much everything um if Anyone is interested in copies of Escape to Earth, uh, my comic book, issue two, came out uh, almost a month ago at this point, is now available on the Reptilian Media um, uh, Big Cartel shop. There will be a link in the description. And I was going to say, 
you have to let me know which one their favorite episode was because the, I'm going to a con uh, the first weekend of September, and I'm actually <laughs> I'm burning physical media of my podcast. Not because I don't think, not because I think anyone is actually going to purchase it, but just so they like pick it up and they're like, oh, security now. What's this? And I'm just like, well, there's a QR code on the back if you want to scan it, and bam, before you know it, instant listener. I don't know. I think I'm All right. kind of a genius, maybe. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, anyway, uh, anything else before we sign off here? I am good. All right. Uh, if you join us in the live chat, uh, thank you very much. Or uh, is it, if it's via podcast or anyway, we thank you so much uh, for listening. And we will see you next Sunday as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.